0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, Podcast. an exploration of ancient wisdom.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Guys, it is my favorite episode. It's episode number...
0: (laughs) I'm not going to sing it. 69! Why? Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. We are on (laughs) chapter nine, text number 16, and I'm super excited to be doing this with y'all. (laughs) <laughs> and she's especially excited
0: because we're on episode
2: sixty-nine. Wait,
0: why were you not as excited when we were on chapter six, text nine?
2: Oh my! God. I didn't even think <laughs> of that. Good question. Good question, Priya. Okay, oh, that's true. So, what are our names? Oh, oh. My uh, name is Shama Zagitha. <laughs> hey, hello, hello, Shama. What is your name? <laughs> oh, oh, my name is Priyadarshini. Hey, Priya Darshani. And my uh, name is Shamali. Hi, oh, Shamali. Oh, okay, I was going to do it for you, oh, Shamali. You, Shabali. you <laughs> jumped the gun there. You jumped the gun. <laughs> I just thought my friends were going to chime in, so I was like high-fiving myself. Yeah. <laughs> you jumped
0: the gun. We were going to be there for you. You got to nice. let us be Thank there you. for you, Shamali. Let us be there for you.
1: I'll let you guys
0: in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> on quick recap. 69.
0: Recap on the last episode. Very quick. The last two texts, Krishna says... Uh, some people don't like me. Some people do like me, and the people who like me are great souls, and they are not distracted by anything because they love me. And what Mahatma. are the great souls called?
1: Mahatmas. There we go. Yeah, I guess
0: Mahatma.
1: And the people mm. who love me with devotion chant my glories. They endeavor with great determination. They bow down before me. These great souls perpetually worship me with devotion. Beautiful. Yeah. And That's basically it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is that good? All right. Invocation, please, ladies.
0: Um. Sorry you know what that wasn't it can I say one more thing about yes. I I, I thought I was going to be doing it solo and I was like what I'm so sorry sorry. I just realized that that
2: episode 69 is crazy that's never happened so far I mean we've had laughing fits during the invocation phase but I've never started solo (laughs) sorry about that sorry last part of the recap
0: I was just just going to say in the last text Krishna was talking about how by cultivating our knowledge that's the sacrifice the sacrifice of cultivating and our knowledge is how we um, get to know Krishna better, and I wanted to mention that because it ties directly into text 16, because Krishna is going to talk about sacrifice again. So that's all part oh, of the summary. Okay. Well, you're setting us up for this episode, great. Yeah, trying to love that.
1: All right, okay, please,
0: sorry about that, Shambhavi. Ladies, please. Okay. Oh, yananjana shalakaya, yena.
1: Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual teacher opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto them. All right. (laughs) Chapter 9, text number 16, Priyadarshini.
0: But it is I who am the ritual, I, the sacrifice, the offering to the ancestors, the healing herbs... The transcendental chant, I am the butter and the fire and the offering. Okay, let's that's break Krishna. This down.
1: That's, so, so Krishna is saying that he is
2: all of these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the purport is saying the fire is also Krishna because fire is one of the five material elements. So therefore, you know, claimed as the separate energy of Krishna, that's part of him. In other words, all the Vedic sacrifices re- recommended in Karmakanda uh, divisions of the Vedas are also basically Krishna. You know what, there's,
1: there's this notion of like, um Krishna says that he is the offering to the ancestors. Mm. And do you remember back, I think it was like chapter one or chapter two, Arjuna was like, oh, I can't kill all these people because then who's going to do the offerings to the ancestors? Do you remember mm. that? Ooh, yeah. Good connection. And so there's like this really important notion in Bhakti Yoga of like giving offerings to the ancestors. And I think it's... um it's, a, it's this time of the year Called Pitra Paksha Have you heard of this before? No. How do you know this? So my family just did it So I was in Toronto like two weeks ago And we had to do a ceremony to offer uh, Food and like a bunch of other things To our ancestors That's so
0: cool That's like Dia de los Muertos
1: mm, yeah. Kind of oh. So in Pitra Paksha right um, So I was with my family And like this time of the year Is only two weeks of the year And it is said that the veil between the ancestral world and the material world is actually very thin Mm. during these two weeks. It's like Mm. an astrological thing. And it's during that time that you offer things to your ancestors and they can receive it. So we actually had to go to the Mm. temple. And we had to give things that that would make your ancestors happy in the ancestral world, actually. So, like, we offered, like, fruits. I have a
0: question for you. Because I've actually never heard of this before. And I'm wondering and curious how it works with the concept of reincarnation.
1: Oh, that is is very interesting, right? Because sometimes I think that sometimes souls get stuck on different planets Mm. for different time periods, right? Sometimes souls reincarnate right away and then they go into their next... But sometimes they're, like, they're stuck in different planets, right? There's, like, sometimes when we go into... When we die and we enter different planetary places, this is a particular place where all of the souls of our ancestors are for some time. You know what I mean? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And a little so, limbo. A little, yeah. A like, mm. a like, is it like purgatory? I don't know how purgatory is. Oh, purgatory different. is hell. Purgatory. Never mind. Purgatory is not <laughs> the right one. I know it's nothing <laughs> about Christianity. Sorry about that. But you mean it's like this limbo between where the souls are going. And so this time of the year, this two weeks of the year called Pitra Paksha is this time where we're supposed to offer to our ancestors. And I love that this is mentioned like multiple times in the Gita. That's so cool. You know, I never
0: like really thought about it deeply. And I always like, now that you explain it, it also made me think about how in the Bhakti tradition, they celebrate like Vyasa Pujas, Mm -hmm. which is like basically like the, the appearance day of a saintly person. So like their birthday. And so that's also offerings to the ancestors. And the cool thing is that all of these are connected. So like Dia de los Muertos and like Pitra Pitra Paksha. Pitra Pitra Paksha. Thank you. you (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and also like Vyasapuja Pujas, what we do is like we give offerings... To the memory of the right. saintly mm-hmm. person yep. or like the beloved or whatever you know that might be like a family member so i thought that was really cool cool yeah. connection mm-hmm. you know what's so interesting is that we like me and my mom my brother had to go to the temple we had to
1: do offerings for like my my maternal grandparents my paternal grandparents and also my my dad passed away like three three years ago and then the, <laughs> this is this is my brother is very silly um the <laughs> priest then asked and remember there's a fire sacrifice everything is being offered right there's a fire sacrifice and then the the priest goes do you have anybody else that you want to give offerings to anybody that else that you've that has passed away in your life that you really cared about uh, like a friend or something and my brother looks at him point blank and he goes Kobe Bryant and oh. I was like, Are you joking? He's like, that was my friend, and I was like, oh my god, there's so many men wow. that like so really believe that Kobe was his friend because he wasn't like he wasn't. I don't know if he was joking or not. He might have been a little joking. No, it but, doesn't like, feel like a joke. it Doesn't <laughs> feel like <'cause laughs> he, he don't say that right. to a priest. No, but like my brother's humor is really weird and a little dark. But but uh, he also said, I'd like to make this offering to Kobe Bryant as well.
0: <laughs> but well. anyways, the uh, the, hey. the fact that Chris is talking about offerings to the ancestors is very interesting. It also connects to our previous episode in which we talked about the devotion that 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 people have to like athletes and sports, like in a crowd, you know, like, it's incredible. So, but
1: wow. Yeah. So Krista says that he is the ritual. He is the sacrifice. He is the offering to the
0: ancestors. And then he says something called, he's also the healing herb. What does that mean? I think that's so cool. I I mean, if, if I, if I break it down to me, it's really sweet because when he says I am the ritual, you know, all those rules and regulations we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. So similarly, there's like, Rituals that we do, right? Whether it's when we offer the food, there's a little ritual that goes along with it. We ring a bell, we chant the mantras that accompany the food offering, and all of these things. And it's sweet to know that He is present in that because oftentimes I thought of these rituals more so as like the thing we do to please Krishna, not the process of connecting to Krishna directly. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like when I offer the food, afterwards, Krishna gets to enjoy it. But actually, it's almost like Krishna saying, "I am the ritual also. Right. I am present in the words that you're saying. I am present in the sentiment in the in the sacrifice that you're making here. And then I guess also the the healing healing herbs. It means like, you know, he's present in the herbs that heal people. Yeah, right. Just so sweet and I mean, the transcendental amazing. chant."
1: So he, so he is, if A plus B equals C, he is A, B, and C. He is yes. all of those things, right? <laughs> yes. That's fair. Wow. Yeah. And he's
0: also the butter and the fire in the offering. That's because they usually yagyas, the fire yes. yagyas that we've talked about before. Right. Um, it's a fire sacrifice and sacrifice doesn't mean the word that most people think. It's not like there's going to be someone being thrown into the fire or anything like that. It's more <laughs> like an offering of prayers mm. and, and they, the, the, the priests that conduct these fire yagyas, basically they build, like picture of this, they build a little square made out of cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. Like an like like Indian wedding, right? Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a great visual. So yeah. No, 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 yeah, like an Indian wedding. So they built a little fire pit. <laughs> it's a fire pit, basically yeah. decorated with flowers because it's a ritual and, and fruits. And then they say mantras. And what they're doing is that they're inviting Krishna into the fire because they see Krishna as the fire. So here it says, I'm the butter and the fire and the offering mm-hmm. because... The, the ritual that happens is that you offer fruits into the fire because you're offering it to Krishna. So Krishna is the fire, Krishna is the fruit. And in order to ignite the fire, they put butter. Yeah. So Krishna is the butter. So he's saying, I'm every aspect of a sacrifice.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, a fire mm.
0: sacrifice. That's mm. amazing. Yeah. And yeah. if you've
1: ever been to a Hindu wedding, you know, the most important thing that they do is they walk around the fire and like that Say priest is prayers. chanting the mantras and yeah. Krishna is every single part of that entire exchange. Ooh, mm. Wow. Super cool. Cool. Anything else? Shamla, you want to add anything to that? No, no. I think that covered it. All
0: amazing. right.
1: Text number 17. Shamasing Gita. All right. Uh, Krishna is speaking. He says, I am the father of this universe, the mother the support and the grandchire. I am the object of knowledge, the purifier, and the syllable Om. I am also the Rig, the Sama, and the Yajur Vedas. Mm. All right.
2: So, yeah. Basically, this is things. saying the the entire cosmic manifestations, both moving, non-moving, are manifested by different activities of Krishna's energy. So the material existence was created with different relationships uh, that we have with different living entities, our mother, our father, our brother. But if you think about it, Everything, 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 every person, every aspect of the world comes from a different part of Krishna's energy. So essentially, like whether it's our father, mother, grandfather, they're actually all parts and parcels of Krishna. So as such, Prabhupada says that these living entities appear to be our father and mother, but they're nothing but Krishna. Now, I think that should be not confused for they are Krishna in themselves, Mm. but they are parts and parcels of Krishna. So everything's Krishna's energy, essentially.
1: Yeah. And the little feminist in me is really happy that he also said that he is the mother, right? <laughs> because in, in a lot of other like spiritual paths, it's like, I am the father. I am the, the seed. I am, you know, it's like always the father, the I'm father, the, son, the father, right? The father, the father, the father yeah. right? But Krishna says, I am the father of this universe and the mother and the grandpa, Right. <laughs> the granddaddy, you know, that's really cool. And yeah. that also like, it doesn't exclude him from just being the father, because if you're just the father, that is very like l- limiting. limiting. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right.
0: He has many, I, I think you can look at it as like the father, as the provider, the stabilizer, the supporter, the mother, the nurturer, the, the and then the grandsire, the knowledge giver, like all of the wonderful aspects that these roles have in them mm. towards us. Krishna's like, I got all of that. Mm-hmm. It's all me. It's all me. Wow. I'm here for you Mm.
1: Okay, I, so start so again. No, no, no. And so he also says, like, <laughs> I am the object of knowledge, the purifier, and the syllable Om, which I find very, very in- like. I I love that because mm. when we see that symbol, right, it's like associated with with Hinduism in general right now. Mm-hmm. But he says, I am that syllable. I am that noise. I am that sound. I am that mantra, right? And so that is really,
0: really beautiful. Yeah, he's not any mantra. He's
2: Why not don't we do... say it? Huh? Why <laughs> don't we say oh, it?
1: I love that. Okay, let's do
0: that. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Oh.
1: Oh. Oh. I didn't take a deep enough breath for that <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> One more time Oh, oh. Isn't that wild? Mm. Okay. And this last line, uh, who wants to tackle this
0: one? The last line the, of the. Pop- yes. I am also the Rig, the Sama, and the Yajur Vedas.
2: Yeah. Is that Yajur? I would say, I I say Yajur? Yajur. I say uh, Yajur, but Producer. I don't know. Producer, do you know how to say Yajur? Yajur. Yajur. Yeah. Yajur. So, so Yajur. basically, that last line is saying all of the Vedas aim only toward Krishna. So whatever we want to know through the Vedas is but a progressive step towards understanding Krishna, because the Vedas is broken down philosophy on every single aspect of life of the world of whatever social status you're in, whatever you want to achieve. It's all in the Vedic literature, the ancient philosophy from India, the ancient spiritual science, better said. So regardless of what you want, it's all taking steps closer and closer and closer to Krishna, where the, the core of everything is in this Bhagavad Gita wisdom. Yes, mm. love All that. All right. Text 18. Shamali. Okay. Oh, I love this one. I am the goal, the sustainer, the master, the witness, the abode, the refuge, and the most dear friend. I am the creation and the annihilation, the basis of everything, the resting place and the eternal seed. Oh, wow. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that one. Yeah, he is everything, everything, everything we could possibly think of. And uh, a nice kind of uh, expanding of the verse is found in the purport where they say everything's basically resting on Krishna's energy. Therefore, without Krishna's shelter, nothing, literally nothing can exist because Krishna is the supreme ruler. Everything belongs to him and everything exists on his energy. And Krishna being situated in everyone's heart is the supreme witness. So we're never alone, even when we think we don't. Have anybody he's always there, yes. and
1: yeah. go ahead sorry there's this what about like um Brahma and uh
0: Shiva, mm-hmm. right? Well, but Krishna sustains them,
1: right mm-hmm. so there's this notion of like, okay, Brahma's a creator and Shiva's a destroyer, but Krishna is saying here that I'm the creation and the annihilation and the basis of everything. so does Shiva Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma like they're part of Krishna?
2: Yeah, everything, everything, everything from
0: Krishna
2: here. It says the residents, countries, planets on which we live are also Krishna. Krishna is the ultimate goal of shelter. And therefore one should take shelter of Krishna, whether it's for protection or for annihilation from his distress, whatever it is, come to Krishna. And Krishna is the original source of creation and the ultimate rest after annihilation. So he's the eternal cause of all causes.
1: I love that he says he's the resting place. Yeah. yeah. Isn't
0: that kind of beautiful? There's
2: a mm. lot of beautiful
0: sentiments and what he's expressing in this one. Yeah. They're this right. was like the poetry. Shelter. Yeah. it's just poetry ooh, in this ooh. one. You want to read right. it one more time, Shamily? Yeah. Just-
2: yeah. I am the goal, the sustainer, the master, the witness, the abode, the refuge, and the most dear friend. I am the creation and the annihilation, the basis of everything the resting place and the eternal seed. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. Beautiful.
1: (laughs) That was so good. That was was so good. And and mm. he says the most dear friend, you know, of all of the things, he's like this big God that can Mm. do anything. And then he's also your most dear friend
2: too. (sighs) Right. And in the original Sanskrit text, gati means the destination where we want to go. So we're reading the text, which is essentially the English translation of the original Sanskrit. So the ultimate goal or destination is Krishna, even if some people don't know, they're not aware of that yet. So one who doesn't know Krishna might be misled by his, quote unquote, so-called progressive march, Mm. either partial or hallucinatory. (laughs) So Prabhupada (laughs) kind of says that in a way of it's not in touch with reality. It might be a reality that we believe in, like a virtual reality. What's not in
0: touch with the reality?
2: If we're if we're misguided and don't know Krishna's the ultimate mm. goal. I, so Prabhupada uses the word. Uh, hallucinatory. And I like that because whenever you put like a virtual reality set, you're in a reality that's not even really reality. But if we think of it, what is even reality? You know, (laughs) not really. We're in a dream within a dream within a dream. So Prabhupada's saying some people really buy into the hallucination. So people who don't know Krishna's the ultimate goal, Mm. they're a little misguided. And then that sparks compassion in our hearts because not everybody knows what is the purpose. And that leads to such dissatisfaction. So I like there's one more part that I highlighted says such planets being manifestations of Krishna's energy are also Krishna, but actually they only serve as a step forward (laughs) for realization of Krishna because maybe someone might strive for a heavenly planet to have different, I don't know. Sense gratifications yeah. and joys, but basically, Prabhupada says, and I love this line: "To approach the different energies of Krishna is to approach Krishna indirectly, and one should just, you know, bypass all of that and directly approach Krishna. For that'll save time and energy." Yeah, you know, <laughs> I love that. Spare yourself. <laughs> and th- this
1: notion of like Krishna says he's he is the resting place. Did I ever talk about this book on the podcast? I can't remember if I did or if I it was just a conversation. Um, the this book called Heaven is for real, uh, I don't think. No? I don't mentioned. think so. No. Okay, so there was this episode of Oprah that I watched, probably <laughs> like I don't know. I want to say like fifteen years ago. Okay? okay, and it was about this small Christian family, and what had happened is like the youngest son in this very small. Family, he actually like got into an accident and he was in a coma for a little bit. And then he actually like physically died. He had, he had, he had come back after a while, but like for a certain period of time, they weren't able to revive him and then they, they, they revived him. Mm. And then, so he, he went on the show. And like everyone was asking him, like, what happened during mm. that time that you were dead? And like, you guys can read this book. Like this is, I'm not making this up. You guys can go check it out. It's called Heaven is for Real. And so he he responded and he said, the time that I d- was dead, he said, I actually saw God. Mm. And this is like this small town Christian boy, right? He said, I actually saw God. And they said, what did God look like? And then he goes, I don't know, but... He's kind of blue. Oh. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like of all of the ways to describe God, he says, "I don't know," but he's kind of blue. And then he got wow. revived and brought back to life mm. again. But I just found that so fascinating. It's like Krishna is the resting place. And so like sometimes when you leave this world and like if you're lucky Aww. enough to see him, like you mentioned in the past episode, like if you're lucky enough mm. to see him, like that's miraculous.
0: That you know gave what me, what me a little goosebumps mm. and yeah. a little tear, yeah, because that's really sweet to think, the resting place. Yeah, the mm. resting place.
1: Mm. Krishna mm. is the resting place.
2: That's beautiful because in both that story and the one I mentioned in the previous episode, mm. neither of these were bhakti yogi practitioners. Yeah. These are people who are just very faithful, you know, to God and don't even call him Krishna. And in both of their visions or, or near-death experiences... Yeah. Krishna, God, which they didn't even call Krishna, was bluish black. So blue in your case and the other one in the mystic saint, Catholic saint, blackish. And that's how they describe Krishna, blackish blue, like a Mm. monsoon rain cloud. Yeah, that's wild. Mm. Wow, wow. (laughs) That's beautiful. And that's such a strong testimony because it's not even just a bhakti yogi saying like, yeah, 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 it says in the text so that's what it is. (laughs) No, I mean, these are people who have no idea. They might sound to themselves crazy, but they just saw it and they feel it
0: yeah oh so so lovely that krishna shows himself Mm. to people and Mm. great souls yeah
2: yeah like really if you sit with that for a second uh this is all real how often do we just read this and feel like "Mm, there's walls of doubt but we're hoping to in this process carve away the walls that we've put up because if you really 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 believe this Wow, it has mm-hmm. so much weight. And sometimes we can hear it, but it's like are we really hearing it? Not always. Mm. Yeah. All, right. All right. Anything
1: else before we jump to That's text it? number mm.
0: 19? Text 19. Okay, Pradyumna. Oh, Arjuna, I give heat and I withhold and send forth the rain. I am immortality and I am also death personified. Both spirit and matter are in me. Mm. Oof. Mm -hmm. All right, slowly, one by one, little by little. Oh, Arjuna, I give heat. (laughs) Like the sun. Yeah. Krishna is the sun. He provides heat for all of us. Okay, perfect. And I withhold and send forth the rain. I wonder, Mm -hmm. like, do we think that he means directly or do you think he means just like, I can and I do this? Because we do know that Indra... Usually handles rain, weather, weather, right? the weather department, <laughs> the <Yes>. weather network. <laughs>
2: yeah. But Krishna, I mean, but Indra's ultimately catering to Krishna's desires. So right. That's so I'm still... wondering
0: if Krishna means like I can do it personally or it's like I take care of that through Indra.
2: You I'm know, sure it like, could be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
0: could be both. Then it says I am immortality. So mm-hmm. we know that he is immortal, but he's also like the source of immortality. Mm-hmm. If, if it mm-hmm. were to be given, which is not, but you know, mm. and I am also death personified. Mm. So
1: usually like that is given to the God Yamraj, right? Yeah. And so that service. Yeah. Um, but he can also, he, he's in charge of the God of death. He is death mm. personified. Mm. Wow. Death personified. These are a lot, there's a
0: lot of poetry happening in these verses <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's very cool. And then he says, both
2: spirit and matter are in me. And that's like the easier one to understand. Yeah. Um, About the life and death part, I think that's super interesting because, you know, basically Krishna is the energy which which sustains us by, he can prolong the duration of our life, but he also, and I like how Prabhupada words this, Krishna meets us at the end as death. So death oftentimes is such a scary thing. Mm. I think I definitely, and I know so many people can relate to either having a fear of yourself dying or loved ones dying. Death is scary. But when I think of my spiritual master, he actually said, And it relates to this verse. Whenever someone would ask him, whatever, how he feels, I remember him once telling me, he said, Ah, I'm dealing with Krishna. If I were dealing with death, that would be very different. But, eh, I'm dealing with Krishna here, you know? That was a nice thought. I loved that. I never thought about it like that. He just, like, nonchalantly shrugged, like, about, he was about to die in a matter of weeks, Mm -hmm. like, weeks. And, yeah. Or, or no, at that point was in December and he died in March because then I went back in March, but still in December, yeah. right before he died, he That's said That's really that. interesting. Cause like a lot of people perceive death as like the green reaper
0: or like yeah. very dark, very scary. Right, like you were saying, right. right. But you're saying like at the end of this, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to focus and Look for Krishna. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. And like, even this confirms it because Krishna is saying I am death personified.
2: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's so, going to be there to greet us. Because he basically right before saying that, he said, ah, I'm just waiting to die. He said very almost like just matter of fact. And I was like, I Maharaj. And he says, well... I'm dealing with Krishna. If I were dealing with death, it would be very different. And I know that at the end of his life, he 100% saw Krishna because in the final, and I've said this before, in the final uh, 30 minutes before he passed away, he just spread his mouth into the biggest smile. And he was, I know he was becoming face to face with Krishna and something that none of us, we were able to see there. And it was so beautiful to Witness that, you know. Oh,
1: you're giving me chills, Sharmi. That's so. That's so beautiful. And at the like, at the end of the day, if Krishna is death personified, right? Mm. And if we've spent our entire life cultivating a friendship with Krishna right yeah. then at the time of death we will meet our friend and yeah. that's not a scary thing yeah. you know
0: Yeah. I love that perspective that's mm-hmm. really a good one to hold on to when fear comes right? yeah. yeah when any type of fear comes it's yeah.
1: like I, I've spent my life believing in in my friend and I know my friend is going to take care of mm-hmm. me and I know no matter what he has my back whether I'm supposed to leave this earth now or 30 years from now or 50 years from mm-hmm. now doesn't matter but i know my friend my friend got me you know yeah. <laughs> he gots yeah. me he gots me
2: yeah Maraj would also say death is just a change of service you know like mm. i have this service now and death is like okay i'm leaving this body and i'm gonna occupy a different service so death mm. is just a change, change. that's another really service. nice wow. that's a really nice one too Mm-hmm. Wow. So Krishna meets us at the end as death. And I want to say one last thing to mm-hmm. preface that smile that he had at the end of his life. He, I said it before, but he wasn't taking any painkiller. So someone with, he was essentially being eaten alive, like on the inside in so, so, so much pain. I don't think anyone can imagine going through that level of cancer all over the body without taking a single painkiller that is, he could barely breathe and had people fanning on top of his mouth to try to breathe a little. So, with all of that, he still, 30 minutes before dying, busted out into the biggest, biggest transcendental wow. smile. He was beaming. I mean, that's only a smile that is caused from seeing something that we weren't seeing oh, here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. All right, anything else? Text 20. That's the it. The only last yeah, yeah, part yeah. I want to say is. Um, I love this, this last part that in the advanced stages of Krishna consciousness, one doesn't make distinctions between, I don't know, what's material, what's spiritual, what's this, what's that. No distinctions are made because we see Krishna in everything every single thing. Krishna's both matter and spirit. He's the gigantic universal form that comprises all material manifestations. That's Krishna. And he is also the Krishna that has his eternal pastimes in Vrindavan, the two-handed Shama Sundar who plays the flute, uh, are all of those. That's also Krishna. So he is everything. Everything, everything, everything is Krishna. That person that might bump into me and ruffle my feathers, that's also sent by Krishna. This person that teaches me this lesson, that's also Krishna. Yeah. So when you begin to see Krishna as everything and everywhere, that totally shifts your day because it becomes everything actually magical and instead of something that's mm. happening to me it's happening for me oh so that's 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 the
1: aspiration to see
2: everything <laughs> like that you know mm. what i mean like mm. that's what
1: we should strive for because i'm not in the place where i don't know about youtube but <laughs>
2: but that's the aspiration well, I think for all of us, we can, yeah, we can even try that. That is the aspiration we've said before. The moment that you start spreading the gap between responding to every stimulus that comes your way, mm-hmm. that's where you can give leave the space for seeing Krishna's hand behind everything.
1: Yeah. And Shambhali, you've said that so many times that, I literally have started applying it where like something bad will happen. I'm like the gap, widen the gap between the stimulus and response. i the gap. The gap. to do what Shambly said. <laughs> so
0: now I'm actually starting to understand
2: it. Yeah. It's a That's lifelong. That's how it takes. It yeah. takes
0: repetition. It takes practice. Mm. It takes reminders. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Text 20.
2: Mm.
0: Shamasangita. Yes. Uh is saying,
1: those who study the Vedas and drink the Soma juice, seeking the heavenly planets, worship me indirectly. Purified of sinful reactions, they take birth on the pious heavenly planets of Indra, where they enjoy godly delights. Mm. Okay, there's a lot here. There's a lot, there's a lot here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one sentence at a time. Yes. Those who study the Vedas and drink the Soma juice...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
1: okay. So, is that the is
0: that the juice with the drugs in it? I think it is supposed to be an intoxicant. Oh, like you. it's supposed to be like their version of alcohol. Oh, interesting. Okay, got it. And drink this. Am I correct? Anyone juice? can corroborate that? I mean, we can look at, wait, should we confirm? I think
2: maybe it's like, because at the end they're talking about endeavors to uh, to reach higher planetary systems. So I don't know exactly what soma juice is because that's not something we do on the path of bhakti, but it's maybe different endeavors, different things, studying the Vedas, drinking this juice, uh, worshiping different Yeah, uh, this is not the path, Demigods. path Got it. You're doing sure. all of these things to try to reach a higher planetary system that it says once you are situated in those higher planetary systems you can satisfy your senses hundreds of thousands of times better mm. than on this planet but do we want that are That's you trying true. to satisfy our senses i don't know right
1: drinking the soma juice seeking the heavenly planets where you can enjoy so that krishna's mm-hmm. saying that those people worship me indirectly mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very obscure path not a very direct path it's right. very going around the corner probably not the most correct path, correct? Right, yeah. right.
2: Because Prabhupada says, unfortunately, there's so many great scholars of the Vedic literature who they don't know the ultimate purpose uh, and the purport of studying them. Therefore, Krishna herein declares himself to be the ultimate goal of the Tri-Vedas. V- vedas? Tri- tri- v- Tri-Vedas? It, it says... Tri-Vedas. Vedas. vedas tri Of course. Like we had said before, the Rig Veda, all those different Vedas, Krishna's the goal. So here he's clearing up. I am the end goal. Just don't even waste your time trying to find other stuff. Yeah.
1: And is this like people who also have like done a lot of good things in their life, they do like they donated, they took care of people, right? They do take birth on better planets when they die or like when they die, they go to
0: these better planets to enjoy the fruits, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually as far as I remember, but I think that's true. Um, I also think that they come back and they reap the rewards of their pious activities, like having good karma, being become, they uh, are born again, wealthy, whatever. In this material world. Yeah. I think people who are knowledgeable and like uh, usually show devotion towards like Indra or um, give me another example, Ganesh right. or whoever it might be. People who show devotion in that way, um, uh, they they end up going to a planet in which they can worship Indra that, yeah. because that's oh, right. what they're seeking, right? And so th- that's why we worship Krishna because we want to go where Krishna is. Right. And so right. usually a lot of these heavenly planets are for uh, worshippers of like Jesus or or Buddha or other worshippers too because they want to worship them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like they're heaven. Um, but I do think that pious people also make it to heavenly planets. Mm. So it's, it's it's interesting that all these planets have
1: the word loka at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to go to a place where Indra lives, it's Indra loka. If you want to go to mm. where the moon planet is, it's Chandra loka, right? Mm. But if you want to go to Krishna, it's
0: Krishna loka. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Loka means the world. The mm. world. So the world of Krishna, Love the world that. of
2: Indra. Fun fact, because yes. we did fun facts in the last one when you mentioned Chandra loka. Didn't Krishna descend into the Kuru dynasty, to, to have his whole pastime in the Mahabharata and reciting the Bhagavad Gita, he came from the moon planet, from Chandra Loka, Chandraman- right? Didn't he come from the moon dynasty? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a fact. Now we're all eyeballing Abhijit. Yes, right? I'm pretty sure. I I knew that as a solid fact (laughs) uh, a little bit ago, but now I'm recalling from my memory. So I don't know why it would be in my memory bank if it wasn't a fact once upon a time. So it should still be a fact. (laughs) So every time at night I look up to the moon, I kind of just imagine that and you try to then connect everything to Krishna.
1: Mm. Love that. That's beautiful. All
2: right. uh, Pop quiz. What is the planet
1: of the sun called in Sanskrit? Sorry. Soria loca, Soria loca.
0: loca, nice. <laughs> live in loca. That's good. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right.
0: Is that Ricky Martin's? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Heavenly Planet. R- yeah,
1: Ricky Martin's. <laughs> <laughs> live in la <love> loca. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay,
1: text
2: twenty one, right? Yes. Shemali, nice. When they have thus enjoyed vast heavenly sense pleasure, and the results of their pious activities are exhausted, they return to this mortal planet again. Thus, those who seek sense enjoyment by adhering to the principles of the three Vedas achieve only repeated birth and death.
1: Priya, Mm. this is exactly what you were talking about. Mm -hmm.
2: You were like, okay, so
1: once you go, you do a bunch of good stuff, you go to that heavenly planet where you can enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then all of your pious activity, Krishna's saying, is exhausted. You've run out of Mm. it. The bank account is done. Then you come back to this mortal planet, planet Earth,
0: again. Yeah. Wow, that's Mm. fascinating. Because at the end of the day, that is not the ultimate goal. So it's just a temporary destination in which you can reap the rewards of your good deeds. But good deeds are not the goal either. Good deeds are just good. (laughs) yeah but we want to do krishna conscious deeds right we want to go beyond that yeah and it doesn't mean that you're not doing charity it doesn't mean that you're not giving you know whatever giving whatever you can to society in other ways that's not what it means but it does mean that we understand the goal we understand krishna's Mm -hmm. goal right that's the idea
2: yeah Prabhupada says it's like uh, as if one's on a ferris wheel sometimes goes up sometimes comes down we just want to get off the Ferris wheel and just not have to keep going on the rides. Because yeah. imagine, imagine you're at an amusement park for eternity. Oh Ooh. my God, what a nightmare.
1: You were there this week. You had an amusement park thing this weekend, it right? It was beautiful. I
2: would not stay there eternally. Because <laughs> right? you go up and down, up and down, up and down. dizzy like, sometimes. Yeah. And oh my God, too much. Not, yeah. And not just the rides. I mean,
0: everything about it. Oh, so you know? much noise. It's like, oh, there's food. And then, oh, too much food. Right, Noise. Right. You know, everything is
1: just... You just want to get off the ride at some point, you know? It's good for a little bit, but, like, after lifetime, after lifetime, after lifetime, you're just like, (laughs) oh, get me off, you know? Yeah.
2: (laughs) And you know what's interesting? Because the heavenly planets, everything's better. Imagine just being, like, upgraded to a video game where... All of a sudden, you have high depth vision. The colors are brighter. Your lifespan is longer. Your body is made,
0: like, super strongly. Yeah, yeah. Never get sick. That's what I want. So,
2: though, <laughs> they say that we are in the perfect middle ground where we've said this before. The enjoyment isn't too much that it'll consume and distract us. And the suffering isn't too much that it just consumes us and we can't think of anything. Mm. So, we are in the perfect situation now to make spiritual progress. Mm. It's That's like the nice, nice middle ground. Yeah.
0: Okay. Should but the be... last one yeah, part yeah, I actually
2: want to say? Uh, they say the purport is that instead of being elevated to the spiritual world from the which wait. Take Sorry. your
0: time. No part. The no worries. purport
2: is that instead of being elevated to the spiritual world from which there is no longer any possibility of coming down, one simply revolves in the cycle of birth and death and birth and death on higher and lower systems. Ah, so this line I wanted to comment on. One should know better than to take the spiritual world to enjoy an eternal life full of bliss and knowledge and never return to the miserable material existence. So that part, miserable material existence, reminded me of a conversation I was having with a co worker, essentially saying this we want to get out of the the rat race, there's so much suffering here, blah, material world, want to go to the eternal <laughs> spiritual world. Yeah. And he was saying, is it all that miserable? Do you really believe that? There is some enjoyment here, right? Life isn't all that bad. Beep. Like he almost thought I was like depressed. And he's like, chip <laughs> her up, Shamali. You were the <laughs> least the <positive> depressed person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, let me rephrase this. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I hear you. I hear how it sounds. And believe me, I'm someone who can experience deep joy in life. I'm not saying this is all bad. But even if you can experience deep joy, the premise of the material world is still that everyone you love is going to have to die at some point. We're all going to get sick and wither. And so even if you experience such joy, and there's so much joy in life, you look up at the stars, the creation, it's magic filled, but you're still going to have to say goodbye to people you love. I don't know why after tearing up with my spiritual master, I could almost cry again thinking Mm -hmm. about that. I'm in an emotional state. So there are things that are going to cause you so much heartbreak in this life. And there is a place beyond all of this that you're not going to have to experience Mm -hmm. that Heart-wrenching emotion of having to say goodbye to someone you love, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we want to get out of here because our soul is spiritual, but is trapped in a body that's weighing us down, and we don't belong here. Mm. We're not humans having a spiritual experience, but we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Ooh. so yeah, that's real.
1: Yeah. There's there's this um uh, TV show on Apple TV about this um, psychologist that loses his wife. I've seen it. What's it called? Uh, Shrinking. Shrinking. Oh my God. I I watched that. I love it. It's such a beautiful show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But essentially the premise is that this, he's a psychologist Mm. and his wife dies early. Right. Mm. And he, he loved her. He loved Mm. everything about her, you know, they have they had good times and bad times but at the end of the day she was taken from him early right mm. and there was this one scene where she he was looking through a scrapbook of all of their memories and then the line was something like and that's all we got together mm. it was fun though right but it's mm. just at the end of the day like there is mm. so much misery because we do get attached to our families our spouses our pets our children we get attached to so many things because it's a new normal human thing to do is to yeah, get right. attached right and then but these things aren't going to be with us forever, right? And right. so we, it's its like that detachment, finding that balance of that detachment is so important. And then reattaching ourselves to the thing that is going to be with us forever, which is right. Krishna and our relationship mm. with Krishna.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love, it's a good show. Go check it out. Shrinking on Apple TV. <laughs> uh, I love that we get to do this then and cultivate something a little more real than what we think is real. Yeah, yeah. that's real. That's real. That's real. That's
1: real. Yeah. You're the realist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're the realist. All right.
1: Well,
0: that's it for this thoughts? episode. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think we should close it because the next episode, I know I say this a lot, but the next verse is one of my favorite verses. And I know I say that every mm. single chapter, but I
0: really, 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 really
1: <laughs> like the next verse. Yeah. So let's also, save it for the next episode. Shamosen
0: gets is the kind of person who on vacation says, oh my gosh, today was the best Day ever. And then the next day she goes, Oh my God, today was the
2: best day ever. And, and the like, next time she tells you, Oh my God, you're the best friend ever, it's like, Thanks. How many people are no, you telling me? No, no. I mean, a lot of people. I do say that to <laughs> a lot of people. But I just
1: think that there's a lot of good verses in there. It's the crazy. Golden Retriever. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. I do have a Golden Retriever mentality towards life. Everything's no, the best. Good. It's <laughs> yeah. good.
0: No, but there are a, little, a lot of good texts in here. So yeah. it's, it's great that you're pointing out your favorite one. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and so the next episode's going to be. Really, really good okay I love that all right we'll see you guys uh, on chapter 9 text 23 uh, 22. 22, yeah. 22 22
2: so we'll see you next time thank you for listening beautiful bye